Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. In this episode, David continues his Bible study from the book of James. Writing in chapter 4, James says, Now listen, you who say, today, or tomorrow, we will go to this, or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know, what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist, that appears for a little while, and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live, and do this or that. The future is in the Lord's hands. What would you like to be doing, ten years from now? One year from now? Tomorrow? How would you react? if God rearranges your plans. Yes, make plans and preparations for the future, but first seek God's guidance and submit to his plans. Before David ministers today's word, we want to thank you for continuing to support this ministry through prayer and finance. You are making an eternal difference to the lives of so many people. Then in verse 10, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. And then he goes on with these commands, speak not evil one of another. He who speaks evil of his brother judges his brother. And we have to be very careful here, because if we speak evil of the law and judge the law, if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. But the scripture is quite clear, judge not lest we be judged ourselves. So there's one lawgiver, and you know it's God, let's leave judgment to God. Let's not condemn and criticize, God is the judge. And the scripture is very clear, and I think all Christians should be aware of this, that every one of us, has to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. This is not just the sinner. Every Christian, you read, I think there are seven judgments in the scripture. Maybe I'll deal with them in another message. But the fact is this, that every one of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Not for condemnation, by grace we're saved, but to receive our rewards. And so that's why the scripture is clear, judge not lest you are judged. And then also he goes on in this chapter, and you know James is giving an awful lot of truth here because he says, uh, don't say that today or tomorrow you're going to go into such a city or, or buy or sell or conduct business or whatever because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And you know, even in the midst of life, we have to remember this. Life is as a vapor. It appears for a little time, then it's gone. And so we need to, this is where we submit ourselves to Christ, because in verse 15, you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this. I know that this is, we don't see this, get this, but... In the English language, so often uh, Christians would write and say things and then they would use the 
initial letters, D, V. Deus Willem, God willing. And do you know, growing up, I used to hear, I used to hear Christians use this word, well, God willing, we will do this, God willing. I don't know why, but there's something lost there. I never hear people say it like that anymore. But it's only by the will of God that we can, that we can live, that we can do these things. Only by the will of God. And we need to be reminded of Christians that our lives are completely in God's hands. But then uh, he goes on to say, uh, don't, in verse 16, uh, don't rejoice in your boastings, and because rejoicing, therefore, to him that knoweth the good and doesn't know it, to him that sin. You know, I remember growing up with a, a father who was a great man of God, and he was always reminding me that there are two kinds of sins in particular. There are signs of commission, there are sins that you commit, something you do that you should not do, but there are sins of omission. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Things that you ought to do and you don't do it. And here it says in verse 17, to him that knoweth to do good, do good and doeth it not, to him that is sin. You know, this is a very serious issue. <laughs> Because so easily we can turn away and not do the things that God wants us to do. But we don't see it as sin, but the Bible says it's sin. So I want you to remind you very clearly in my life, in my life, there are two kinds of sins. Not sins that I do something that's wrong alone because I'm under grace but it's my failure. And, you know, I have to live with this, that, that I have to do what he commands me to do. Then, of course, we move on to chapter 5. And here he's giving the warning to the rich. He says, rich men, weep because your miseries that come upon you, your riches are corrupted, your garments are moth-eaten, your gold and silver is cankered. And the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and you will eat your flesh as if it were on fire, because you've heaped treasure together for the last days. You know, this is a very serious issue, because in the early church, in the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles, the people were living together in common, and they sold their possessions in order to share the proceeds and to live in anticipation of the early return of Christ. Now, I'm certainly not saying that we should do that today, but we have to be very careful that we don't store up riches for a future without heeding the needs of the present and uh, in verse 4, of course, I mean, this is, uh, can I put it, this is a little bit old-fashioned in saying the hire of the laborers who've reaped your fields and you've kept back the money by fraud. Mm. It's interesting because seeing this word fraud 
come into scripture, one of the biggest problems that we have in the nation today is fraud. That is people uh, uh, taking money by for wrong purposes, wrong means. At the moment, it's so serious that it's a multi-million industry and even the banks have become involved. Fraud, taking money from people for wrong purposes. And here, it's even regarded as not paying people that you owe, people that work for you, even that is a criticism. And in verse 5, what a condemnation. You've lived in pleasure on the earth and you've nourished your hearts as in the day of... You've condemned and killed the just and they don't resist you. But verse 7 is so strong. Be patient, therefore. Brethren, be patient for the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husband when waits for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he receives the early and the latter rain. Be confident in God. There is a great reward awaiting you in heaven. In the latest edition of Prophetic Vision magazine, David Hathaway writes about how the power of Pentecost is for you today. In the epistle of James, we read, Blessed is the man who endures and perseveres under temptation. Because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. We are clearly promised a reward if we don't quit, don't give up. We must be faithful in the calling upon our lives. Read the latest edition of Prophetic Vision magazine on our website or receive the physical edition through the post. Visit eurovision.org.uk Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.